friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn. Welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We are excited that you're here. Welcome back to episode four. We're excited to have you. Thanks for listening. As always, we are so glad that you're here. This week, we watched the one with the East German laundry detergent. Eager to spend time with Rachel, Ross pretends his washroom is rat infested so he can join her at the laundromat. Meanwhile, Joey and Monica pose as boyfriend-girlfriend, and Chandler and Phoebe decide to break up with their partners, Janice and Tony, at the same time. Phoebe's goes well, but Chandler has a harder time, requiring Phoebe's help. All right, so a lot of things are happening in this episode. So, one of the first points where they are together discussing, Chandler mentions breaking up with somebody, how horrible it is, and... He mentions this funny little section where he says, you know, there's that awkward moment after you've handed them the note. <laughs> like, please tell me Chandler does not break up with his girlfriends with a note. That's terrible. Okay, but it has to make me wonder, what's the worst way that you've been broken up with? Oh, my gosh. Um, the worst way I was broken up with was probably the time I was cheated on. No. Yeah. Um, so it was, I mean, granted, it was kind of like a, a mutual breakup at the point because he cheated on me. So, of course, I wasn't going to stay with him. Right. Um, but. Man. Yeah. So for mine, the worst way I've been broken up with was via AIM. An online chat. No. Yeah. It was actually my last my a- last actual boyfriend, ten, like over 11 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And he was away as a counselor at a camp. It was right after I had graduated. No, it was the weekend of senior finals for high school. The oh, weekend of no. right before. Like I was going to spend the whole weekend studying and he broke up with me. Oh, such a bummer. Via AIM. What is the old text message, AOL, essentially? Yeah. Instant messenger. Yep. Okay. So then let's flip the script. What's the worst way you've broken up with somebody? <laughs> uh, I know mine immediately. I'm going to tell you. My mom did it for me. Oh, no. <laughs> I was in high school, and this kid was, he was like one year younger than me. And it was the only person I've ever dated that was younger. And it was a nightmare. And But you could already tell, even at like such a young age, he was like just not from a good family. He was like manipulative. And, and at one point, he – oh, no. I think she called his mother and broke up that way. No. How yep. old were you? I was maybe a junior. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my proudest moment. That that's why the question is what's the worst way? My mom broke it up through a phone call with his mom. Oh, I'm so sorry. For him. <laughs> For him. Also you having to tell that story. <laughs> um I've grown a lot since then. <laughs> now I'm more direct as we talked about yeah. in the last episode. Um I actually haven't had that many boyfriends and a few of them were mutual. A couple of them are mutual. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't really say that's the worst. The only person that I've actually broken up with wasn't that terrible. It was just 
if I'm going to be completely honest, he was underage drinking and I didn't appro- I didn't approve of it and he wouldn't change. So I broke up with him. So I guess it's not really like the worst okay. way. But you're a better person than me. <laughs> or I just haven't dated that many people. <laughs> okay. Well, let us know what is the worst way you've been broken up with or the worst way you've broken up with someone on our social media. We want to hear from you because I think that would be very intriguing. Yeah. And if there's one that's extra, we might share it on the, on a future episode. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Okay. Um, another note that you had was Chandler's outfits. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's talk about it. So I think the one that I wrote this about was his white undershirt with that sweater, like green sweater vest thing yeah. that he wears a lot. I feel like, yep. um, and I, before I wrote it, I looked at the other cast members like mm-hmm. Ross and and Joey especially, because they were both the boys. Yeah. Um, and Chandler's was the only outfit that was, like, super baggy. Is it? It was. Huh. Like, it was tucked in, but, like, so much extra yeah. fabric and just really baggy. And I'm wondering, is that just a 90s thing? Was that just a Chandler's thing? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because Ross works at a museum, so he's much more professional in his dress. Right. Joey is more laid back. He's an actor, so he just is chilling. Yeah. And it's not as baggy. Plus, Chandler always rolls up his sleeves past his elbows, which then bunches up all the extra fabric that's already there into this one big puff sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> But it does always look really baggy on him. Yeah. Like, you can tell he is a thinner guy than the clothes that he's wearing. Yeah. It's like he wears a 4X and he's like a a large guy. Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) Why? I'd be interested to see if that continues on. Yeah. Or if that is an early episode adopter. I cannot remember. I can't either. Speaking of, guys, here's just a quick side note. I know we're already four episodes in and we probably should have mentioned this earlier, But there will be spoilers, potentially. Like, we're not watching this for the first time. Right. And we recognize that there may be people out there, so I would highly recommend you watch the episode first and then come listen to the podcast. Yes. So that's a sidebar completely, but I thought I'd squeeze it in there before we're six seasons in. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see his clothing in the future. Yeah. Uh, This is also where Rachel does laundry for the first time. And Ross, he wants to ask her out and then finds out that she's got plans with Monica. So he inserts himself into the plan and mentions that his his washroom in his own house is rat infested or his apartment. So... Have you ever done something to get closer to someone you like? That was a question that you asked, Llewellyn. Yes, it was. Did you already have an example for yourself, or were you just genuinely curious? Okay, but before you answer, I actually have one. I liked this guy that I worked with, and so I would go in to work on my time off to go shopping, quote-unquote, I worked at PacSun, so it was a clothing store. 
and we got discounts. So I would go in on days that he was working where I wasn't because I, you know, knew his schedule to go in to be able to like spend time like with him. He ended up being my boyfriend, so it was, he liked me too, but it was that pre, like, before he asked me out, that flirtatious time. It's been so long, I forgot what that feels like, but it exists. Yeah, I guess mine would be very similar to that when I worked at a coffee shop. Okay. Um, we had a guy that started that I was attracted to, mm. and I... They posted our schedules in the back wall, so we always knew everybody's schedule. Right. Um, so I would either talk to my boss to see if I could get scheduled with him. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> or I would come in when Llewellyn. he was working. <laughs> so um, actually- Wait, did your boss know? No. But you were just trying to like yeah, squeeze so in there. Yeah, okay. so what had happened is he, I was one of the first ones to like help launched this coffee shop or whatever mm, okay so i was like grandfathered into training and all that so when we started bringing new people in we had to train them yeah. so i would <laughs> i would essentially tell my boss like hey like i would love to train him like get him all up to speed because i was i had like a good relationship with my boss okay um and he knew my like my work ethic and everything so he just thought it was Oh, like she wants she to train wants him to well train. and all of that. And that I was like, yeah. is amazing. So, yes. Yeah. Nothing ever happened, FYI, but it's fine. Bummer. I feel like as girls, though, we are masters at finding different ways to get close or yeah. connected to. Yeah. Like, you know, go to that gathering or go to that football game or go to that party or go to that, you know something go to a coffee shop go to you know like there were specific things that were like if we can just get closer yeah they'll love us yep <laughs> apparently it worked 50 percent. good for me not so good for you <laughs> yeah try again <laughs> um okay in part of this show one of the main storylines is monica and joey double dating which monica and joey dating uh, Not something I could ever see. No. There's a lot of I couldn't see Joey dating any of the friends. Yeah. The only one is really Phoebe, and that's just because she's weird. Yeah. But even that. Yeah, I uh, know. I know. Joey. But he wants to get this girl back, so he lies and says that Monica's his girlfriend. Then he lies to Monica and says that He's hooking her up with Angela's brother, which is really Angela's boyfriend. Such a tangled web. Yeah. Not Joey's brightest moment. No. Which there are a lot of those on yeah. this show. Mm-hmm. But double dating. You put yay or nay. Yeah. You, Would you ever go on a double date with someone? Yeah, as long as I knew that I was with the partner I was actually with <laughs> and the other person was with the partner they were actually with and everyone was cohesive. Yeah, sure. I'd love to have, like, couple friends. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I guess that's true. Would you go on a double date if you only knew, like, one of the people? Ooh. Like, if you knew, like, maybe it was a friend of yours started mm. dating this guy, and she wanted to do a double date because she didn't want to go alone. Oh, yeah. As, like, Would a support? That? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But not if it's, like, a blind double date. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good point. Like that'd be like if me and you went on blind dates together. Together, 
Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. There's no. already so much pressure. The last thing I need is to also fail in front of a friend. Right, right. Like that, obviously, you know? Yeah. Because what if one date's going really well and the other one's going terribly? Right. But you came together, so it's like the one friend would have to leave early because they're having a good time, and the other person would be leaving later than they'd want to because a bad date's a bad date. Right. Oh. <laughs> that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Um, we do meet, speaking of terrible dates, we do meet Janice for the first time in this episode. So Chandler and Phoebe have decided to break up with their partners. And Janice is one of them. And they want to do it together. Yeah. <laughs> would you ever co-break up with somebody? No. No, never. No, I would never do that. Never. Never. But you had a note on here about Janice that she created that voice on the spot in her audition. Yeah. There was a little, with the 25-year anniversary, there was a little thing that they had interviewed her. Yeah. Um, That her, like now, the actress. And she, and I'm going to just be completely honest, I thought that was her real voice. Not, oh, you know, just thinking okay. like, oh, it's probably a real voice. Like not even yeah. thinking she probably made up the accent or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but she, well, I think one of the questions was something about the voice because mm. it's so like iconic. It's iconic. When you think of Janice, you think of her voice. Yeah. Um, And she mentioned, she's like, yeah, I just, I had to create something for the character. And when I started reading what she was like, it just like immediately came to me and that's mm. how I started speaking. So it just, it amazes me that like, how do you create such an annoying voice that ends up being i don't know as you go further into the seasons actually i don't even want to blow it but like you just kind of love her yeah you like love to hate her yes perfect yeah so true and chandler in the scene where they're trying to break up phoebe does it so flawlessly it looks like it wasn't even a breakup. Right. Like she's the looks breakup. Looks like she was consoling him. Right. She's the breakup whisperer. Like yeah. somehow she does it and the guy walks out and everything's fine. Yeah. But Chandler's over there struggling. Taking back espresso shots. How many espresso shots? And when he was like banging on the table at the intro yeah. of that one scene, it was so funny. He's just like all hyped up. He's nervous. He doesn't like it. So Janice has to go to the bathroom because he hits her in the eye because he's so just like all over flailing the place. about yeah. because he just can't do it. He does it. But she doesn't really accept it. Right. So he's he's just struggling. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom because he hits her in the face. And then when she comes out, Phoebe's like, I got this. And somehow she just walks out. Just so, fine. So easy. Um. Okay. But real quick, let's go back to Joey and Monica. Angela's chewing was so gross. It was like a like Ugh. a mouse. So that's disgusting. <laughs> you want to edit that out, don't you? I really do, but I probably won't. Don't. <laughs> it's so gross. But Joey uses that as like a little manipulation point for this guy to break up with Angela. Right. 
Which is clever because mm-hmm. you're drawing attention to something that is annoying that because you're in this like honeymoon phase of, you know, new territory, you're not really paying attention to the things that could potentially bother you in the future. And he quickly is like, Angela's so great. Yeah. You know what I miss most? That little gerbil chew that she does. And you're like, oh, but Joey actually legitimately likes that, I guess. But does he, or is he just know. drawing the point so he can get her back? I don't know. He ordered more wings. When she was done, he's like, hey, another another plate of wings, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's gross. true. Only Joey would like that. But Monica quickly realizes that it's part of this whole ruse, and they're not brother and sister, and she... Is about to leave until Joey's like, let's do this together. Let's put our brains together and figure out how to break them up so that we can both come out with our own. Right. And, and then she's they, like all in. Yeah. And then they succeed. Yeah. And they do it. Yeah. Um, Anything else about them before we get to? I don't think so because there really wasn't Rachel. much else with them. Yeah. That was pretty much the whole storyline. This was a pretty simple storyline. Yeah. For all three of them. Still a good episode, but. Uh, so the third storyline happens with Ross and Rachel. So they're at the laundromat and she's learning how to do laundry for the very first time. She puts her basket on top of the washer, goes to get quarters and boom, this chick comes in and starts to steal her machine. So then her being naive is like, Oh, well, you know, no suds, no whatever it is. Service. No suds, no service. No saves. So it's no suds, no saves. And he is like, wait, whoa. And so he steps up. Now, up until this point, Ross has been my least favorite character on the show. But this is one redeeming quality about Ross is he actually stood up to this lady. Yeah, he actually, he actually grew a backbone. Yeah, yeah, he went from this mopey, woe is me, super sad, lame dude, <laughs> to a guy who's like, okay, I could get behind that. Good for you, Ross. Yeah, it's like point for Ross. Yeah, definitely a point. We should keep a point system for Ross. <laughs> <laughs> what does he have? Like one? <laughs> no, he'd be at negative right now because it started out at zero like everybody does and then negative points. So right now he'd be in like negative three, I think. One for each episode. But it was like, it was nice. It was redeeming. It was nice to see Ross in a way that we haven't seen him before. And I do think that it shows a little bit of the passionate side to Ross, but in a more constructive example of his character. Like, instead of his passion being, oh, like, peach pits and those shoes and, like, he what I mean, it is sad because, obviously, we're only five episodes in and this is just five episodes, five weeks since he's broken up and, like, his seven-year marriage has failed. So to have something where it, like, redeems that passion quality is good. I think it's good. Ross has scored a few points in my book, which I can appreciate. And we should also point out kind of a point for Rachel and a point for Ross, too. Later in the episode. You're right. That lady comes back and is trying to steal a basket from them. Yeah. 
And Rachel almost gives it to her, but then looks at Ross and he kind of gives her a little nod or like a wave or whatever. And she stands up for herself. Yeah, it is good. And so then she it it brought the full circle back of Ross standing up for something and then showing Rachel that she can also stand up for that. Yeah, especially on the tail end of the episode where her friends come back and say, when are you going to come home? When are you going to come back? And right. she's, like, yeah. trying to figure out where she stands. This was almost like a defining, like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. This is my life, and you can't, like, sway me in one direction or the other. Right. You can't walk all over me. Yeah. Good job, Rachel. Yeah. Good job, Rach. Way to go. Way to teach your Ross. So then to cap the whole thing. Yes. We have this moment. We have the moment. Which moment is that, Llewellyn? The moment where they kiss. They kiss. What? For the first time. What? So let's talk about this kiss. Would you ever randomly kiss one of your friends because you were so excited about something? Like I'm trying to think of like the guy friends that I have and I don't ever think that I'd be so excited that I would kiss them. Well, no. I think it's a flaw in the storyline a little. Is it a flaw in the storyline or is it but a I... setup? Oh, it's definitely a setup. But it's kind of one of those, it's a forced setup. But is it though? Because Ross is actually there because he likes her. But Rachel's not there because she likes Ross. She was going to do laundry with Monica. Right. And he was just there. And now she's, I don't know, so excited that she kisses him. It seems just kind of. Yeah, I guess you're right. It does kind of seem a little forced. Inconsiderate as well because she knows that Ross likes her. She That's knows true. it. He's liked her since they were kids. Right. So to get so excited and kiss somebody, that is obviously going to be taken in such a way that that is an admittal, admittance, whatever that is, of your own feelings, maybe? I just feel like that's risky. Yeah. But, of course, they did have to do it to further on the storylines of Ross and Rachel. Right. But it's the first kiss. Much will happen after this first kiss. Yes, it will. But yes. it's the first one. Yes. Okay, so favorite moment of the show. What's yours? Um, Probably, <laughs> surprisingly, a Ross moment. Probably the when he pulls out his detergent. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, what is that? And he's like, Ubervice. Ubervice? The strongest detergent. <laughs> he's like... What is it? It's tough. It's German. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's that is a good part. Um, I think mine is probably linked with when Chandler is breaking up with Janice, and I already mentioned it, but when the scene pans in, it's just on his hands, and he's tapping because he's so hyped up on espresso, and you see probably eight to ten cups of empty espresso on the table. <laughs> And he is just like jazzed out and you like feel for him. But at the same time, it's pretty humorous. So I like it. Yeah. But all right. Well, this time on the I'll be there for you moment, we have Chandler's one liner. So this is where we're going to pick out one of his one liners from the show and lay it on you. So it's at the very end. It's kind of the one thing that wraps up this episode. Phoebe is talking with the group because they're all wondering where Chandler is. And she says that he just needs some time to grieve from his breakup. And the very next thing you hear is Chandler yelling, I'm free. I'm free. 
And he's running all around in the New York streets. And all the friends are laughing. And it's just a good point. So that is Chandler's one-liner of the week. Let us know your thoughts on social media platforms. This week, we're going to be posting a BuzzFeed article all about Chandler's one-liners. Yeah, it'll be fun. So go ahead and give that a read. I love BuzzFeed. Good for you guys. And we will read. So... So, as always, subscribe and download on all platforms you find podcasts. Share with your friends who like Friends or want to watch Friends for the very first time and have us narrate and travel along with them in their journey. We are also on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and all of the handles of our social media will be in our show notes. So, that's it for this week. We'll catch you next week on the One with Friends podcast.